Hello everybody and welcome back to Local Feed Show. My name is Azura and our guest today is such a badass and Singapore's very own MMA fighter. In case you don't know what MMA is, it's Mixed Martial Arts. Her name is Tiffany Teo. Uh, she started out martial arts just as a form to keep herself fit. Never did she expect to become one of the world's best female martial artists. Nicknamed No Chill, she won her comeback fight against an eight-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion Michelle Nicolini after taking a break from her loss, which she took some time to recover. Talk about a comeback. So on this episode, we talk about how it started for her, what does it mean to be a pioneer of female fighter in Singapore, how losing her first few fights made her a better fighter. And before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends, subscribe to Spotify, iTunes and YouTube. Leave a comment, give a thumbs up um, and last but not least, uh, we would like to thank those who's been tuning in to our episodes. We want to tell you, we want to share with you that we truly appreciate you. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Tiffany Teo. Hi Tiffany, thank you so much for being here, th- taking the time to, to sit down with us. Okay, um, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm a professional MMA fighter for mm-hmm. one championship. Okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was quite interesting how I started doing mixed martial arts. At first I was, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Okay. So after, graduation, after I graduated, I did a bit of research with uh, A-STAR and NUS. Okay. So it was also at that point in time I started, uh, I've been doing martial arts all along, but after I graduated, I decided to give it a try, like I have a, a, a amateur fight. Okay. And I was doing just Muay Thai back then. Okay. So after I started working, I started training uh, at Juggernaut Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coaches there asked if I wanted to uh, try the amateur Muay Thai fight. Okay. So I gave it a try and uh, I guess it's a blessing in disguise that I lost my first fight. Okay. Yeah, so, because at first it was more like a bucket list. I okay. was like, all right, you know, one fight and experience, hopefully I win, I'll be Done. Okay. Yeah, so I lost and I yeah, I felt like the fire. So I kept on training and I focused more on boxing after that. Okay. So I trained uh I, I did boxing for about a year and I had my first amateur boxing fight after. Okay. And uh, I had a few more boxing fights and at the same time I was I started doing a bit of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like know a bit of striking and uh, grappling. And I would say the transition to MMA was a natural transition because I could do a bit of both. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I just uh, everything just fell into place, and I s- decided to give it a try. How long yeah. was this? How long was it when you first had uh, the my first uh, Muay Thai fight was early two thousand thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It yep. doesn't feel that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it was yeah. just yesterday for yeah, you, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Since yeah. five years ago. Yeah. So like before that, I've uh, I've always been doing Muay Thai, but it's okay. more like 
leisurely. Yeah, leisurely. I didn't like take it that seriously. Okay. Or, like, just to stay fit. Okay. Yeah, it was only after I graduated from uni. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, it's like about time to give it. Because uh, even when I was in my uni, I wanted to try it, but okay. I was working part time and you know schoolwork and all. I knew that I couldn't commit to the training. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't really pursue it when I was in my uni. Okay, yeah. but I mean, what what would you have imagined yourself doing if not? Uh, what would you have done? Yeah, like before I started uh, fighting, mm -hmm. uh, I was planning to you know work a few years and then pursue my masters. Okay, you're in psychology, right? Yeah, psychology. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I was doing more like uh, child psycho developmental psychology. Okay. So I was yeah, it would probably be more along the line of uh, masters and then maybe eventually PhD. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's seriously <laughs> a, a, a flip, yeah. right, in yeah. that sense, right? But I still see myself uh, going back, but maybe more towards sports psychology mm. instead of developmental psychology. Okay. Yeah, because uh, there was, I had to choose, you know, between uh, competing or uh, pursuing this, uh, pursuing my masters, and it was quite an easy decision, I would say, because I feel like sports is a very age-specific mm -hmm. thing. It's like I can still be studying when in my forties, mm -hmm. but you know, I. I could, but I don't want to be fighting when I'm in my forties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um. Uh. I wanted to ask you because you t took psychology, right? Mm -hmm. Do you apply that to yourself? Like, you, I mean, yes, a little bit. As an athlete, yeah. you have to have physical and mm -hmm. mental strength, right? Yeah, especially right? the mental aspect, mm -hmm. like uh, how I prepare myself going into the the fight preparation. Okay. Yeah, to be like uh mentally focused mm -hmm. right before a fight. Yeah. Like I use a lot of visualization technique, you know, okay. to help myself stay focused. And not just psychology, even yoga. I do a lot of yoga, mm -hmm. and I teach yoga also. Okay. So it helps me, uh, like the breathing techniques and all. Yeah, okay. it helps with my fat preparation. Cool. So yeah. you're actually a holistic, you're everything in a sense. Uh, to, to, <laughs> to make yourself a better athlete or better fighter, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, yeah. before, okay, so before mm -hmm. the MMA, uh, or you just, did you just pick up yoga? Or? Uh, it was during when, when I was learning boxing and all, I started doing yoga. Okay. Yeah. Why, why, why was that? Is uh, it? I had this really bad nerve injury along my shoulder okay. so I was looking uh, around for options mm -hmm. to like uh, to help with the injury mm -hmm. and then I had an SNC coach back then uh, uh, Gerard mm -hmm. uh, his his Instagram is black cat movement so he's okay. he's into all this mobility yoga stuff mm -hmm. and so he told me he helped me with a, a few stretches and over time I saw improvement with my injury okay. so that got me interested and then uh, after doing more research I feel like a lot of injuries can be prevented mm -hmm. if uh, we focus more on the prevention, like okay. stretching, stretching and all. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like a lot of athletes they are lazy to do, or they just yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and then yeah. So I decided to like uh, focus more on that. Like even at my gym, um, I try to like make my teammates like to stretch more. Okay, yeah. so you would you would say to the athletes. Um, that stretching is very important. Right? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like yeah, a lot of, really a lot of injuries can be prevented if we just stretch more. But you, but yeah. you do see the difference as yeah, I, I I see I feel the difference okay. also. Yeah, cool. And especially for jujitsu and MMA, mm -hmm. uh, like flexibility helps a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to go back into your MMA, your mm -hmm. martial arts, right? Okay. So first you mu Muay Thai leisurely, right? Yeah, Muay. Then Actually, it's Taekwondo. Oh, first. oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. You yeah. have a lot of discipline. So taekwondo, in but I only did Taekwondo for like about two years. Okay. Okay. After after JC. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Muay Thai. Okay. Yeah. Then Muay Thai. Then after that, and you then I started boxing, boxing, and then a bit of jujitsu, grappling. Okay. Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. So that's I mean so okay when you became an MMA, MMA mm -hmm. athlete right so what were your fundamental skills as in because 
you did uh, Muay Thai, which mm-hmm. is like striking and kicking, right? Yeah. Did you have you taken Jiu-Jitsu or a little bit? Like when okay. I did MMA, I was still a white belt in Jiu-Jitsu. Ah, I was okay. only like maybe a year or two into doing Jiu-Jitsu, okay. I was still really raw as a grappler. Okay, yeah. so that means you had. I mean, when you're in the in the in the ring, what do you mm-hmm. call it? Ring? Yeah, in the cage. In the cage, yeah. right? Cage. Yeah. Okay. When you're in the cage, so that means you try to uh, yeah, fight. Yeah, I was more comfortable uh, striking, okay. standing up. Cool. Yeah, but over the years. Uh, I got more comfortable mm-hmm. on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually, I like grappling more now than striking. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. talking about grappling, mm-hmm. your latest uh, victory mm-hmm. was with uh, Nina. Uh, Michelle Nicole. Okay, okay, sorry, Michelle yeah. Nicole. Okay, so she was a grappler, right? Yeah. She's, she's the world champion for. Yeah, she's like an eight times world champion. Wow. Yeah, okay. So it was a. Pretty big step up for me, I would say. Okay, yeah. but how did how did you win that fight? I mean, I know you were uh, trying to. I mean, you know that her, her strength was on the ground, mm-hmm. so you tried to get uh, you tried to fight on the yeah, in the strike. Yeah. How how was that fight? How so, do you feel during that fight? Uh, yeah, I was really happy with the results. Okay. So for the whole fight preparation, the whole camp was to uh, keep the fight standing because. Okay. The only way for her to win was to bring the fight to the ground because okay. that's where her specialty yeah, is. That's right. okay. So uh, the whole fight prep was uh, take down defense, mm-hmm. uh, even if I get taken down, try to scramble back up, okay. keep the fight standing. So for the first two rounds, I think she, the whole fight she took me down once, mm-hmm. but like, uh, when she, I've, I think when she realized that it was, she couldn't take me down, mm-hmm. she started pulling guard, mm-hmm. so she just fell to the ground and engaged on the ground. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like I did a pretty good job keeping the fight stand up and uh, had a few good submission uh, uh, escape attempts okay. on the ground. Yeah. Cool. That was a, that was a huge, um, I mean, as a mm-hmm. player, do you see yourself uh, as an athlete, sorry? Sorry, as a fighter, mm-hmm. do you see yourself progressively improving? Yeah, for sure. Like when I first started uh, fighting MMA, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't that comfortable on the ground. Okay. Yeah, especially my first few fights, I tried to keep it standing, and uh, I can see myself like progressing, like my skill sets uh, improving mm-hmm. in different aspects of MMA, different disciplines of MMA. Okay. Yeah. But if someone were to okay, if someone who wanted to get into martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. For for women, female, mm-hmm. right? I mean, would you advise for them to have the all the aspects as in the ground, the striking? Mm, I guess it depends on what they want mm-hmm. out of it. Like, uh, I would say give everything a try. You, because mm-hmm. it's like at first when I started striking, uh, I was kind of a little bit close-minded. I would say, okay, yeah, because uh, when I first look at people doing jujitsu and all, I was like. Yeah, that looks kind of gay, and a lot of hugging <laughs> and all. So I was a bit close-minded. And okay, I, okay. Yeah, I didn't really want to give it a try. Okay. So it was only uh, when I started training at a gym where they had like jujitsu mm-hmm. program, and I was like, oh, like it looks quite interesting. So okay. yeah, after trying it, I was like, yeah, I actually like this a lot. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I would say like uh, have an open mind, give mm-hmm. uh, the different spots a try, and see what fits you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, grow as you. I mean, learn as you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we talked about your victory. I want to uh, take a step back and talk about your um, losses. I mm-hmm. think a year ago, right? You've, you've uh, in January this okay. January. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you um, lost that. 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 Mm-hmm. How How did that feel for you? Uh, it was, yeah, like so. After the fight, I was not just mentally, physically. I was really. Uh, I was injured pretty badly. I was okay. off from training for about uh, about a good two to three months okay. just to recover. You know? mm-hmm. like, uh, after the fight, I had a really bad cauliflower year. Mm-hmm. So my whole year blew up and there were a lot of like weird, I don't know, liquid. And, okay. yeah. 
so I had to go for a surgery. I, I did like at least three or four surgery on oh. my left ear. Okay. Yeah, and I had um, eye injury. Okay. So I had to do laser because my the, uh, there were holes in my retina after the fight. Okay. Yeah, so I had to close up the hole. So yeah, I was out from training for a bit and. I felt like it was a it was a blessing in disguise, even though it's a loss. Okay. I learned a lot from that fight. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it made me reevaluate my plan, my, my game plan, and my skill set, like things I have to work on. Okay. And also mentally, I feel like I wasn't I wasn't that prepared for for the for that fight. Okay. So I learned like the things that I have to work on uh, mentally as a fighter. Okay. So I feel like after that loss, I came back as a different fighter. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, mm. when, you, when you say that you feel that you're not prepared, right? Mm -hmm. how, how does that feel? As in, was it before the fight, you felt that like you were unprepared or when you were on the ring, I mean the cage itself? Yeah, I would say more in the cage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I felt like I wasn't, I guess the nerves got to me a bit because uh, the last, my last loss was also my first time contending for the title mm -hmm. shot. So I guess the nerves, everything, it all got to me. Kind yeah. of the pressure. Yeah, so I didn't really prepare myself for, for that kind of situation, I would say. Okay. Yeah. How important is, well, I don't say failure, but how important mm. are losses to you? Mm. I mean, it does it, does it Honestly, I feel like losses, uh, I in, for, for me at least, mm -hmm. like throughout my martial arts journey, yeah. I learned more from my losses than my wins. Like, uh, like, like I said, my first, my first fight was a loss and yeah. honestly, if I didn't lose, if I won, I'd probably, yeah, I think I'd probably be done. I'd be like, yeah, I'd take off the bucket list, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and I learned a lot from that loss also, like okay. my first Muay Thai loss. Uh, I learned that, because back then I was like a pure Muay Thai fighter, mm -hmm. uh, so I focused a lot on just kicking. Uh, after that loss, I realized you know I need to work on my boxing, and that that's how I started boxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and same thing for my last loss. You know, I learned a lot of new things about myself mm -hmm. and things that I have to work on, improve on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But how do you overcome that bad day or that bad loss? Like, how do you? Mm, I guess you need to have. For me, I have an end goal. Okay. So. Uh, and I try not to lose sight of that end goal and I see all these challenges as like baby steps, you okay. know, towards my end goal. Okay. Yeah. If you don't mind us asking, what is your end goal? Uh, eventually, I want to hold, hold a, a title belt okay. uh, in MMA okay. yeah, and also like, defend the belt and see how far I can go from there. Okay, yeah. so that's your end goal. Mm -hmm. I, mean, do you, I mean, after this win, do you see yourself, um, I mean, will you get a chance to have a yeah, title fight? Yeah, I guess fight? I'm probably like maybe one or two more wins away from the title shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go. I, I want to ask you because uh, I, I mean, because we don't know. I mean, the layman doesn't know how many more, how many fights do you actually have to, to win mm, to get no a title fight. There's no fixed number actually. Okay. okay. Yeah, it depends on how competitive the division is. Okay. Yeah. But for one mm. one championship, mm. right? How many how many division for women are there? Uh, currently there's only two: okay. atom weight and straw weight. Atom weight is what's uh, the weight? For the eight kg to fifty two kg. Okay. So for straw, it's uh, any weight between fifty two to fifty seven kg. Okay, cool. Is it because yeah. um, there's no, I mean, there's a, is there no heavyweight contenders or? Uh, yeah, I think not many in hardly in Asia. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. That's the, our girls tend to be a bit smaller in Asia. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Pre-game rituals. Mm -hmm. I mean, because um, I think um, it's it's hard to actually, I think physically, you, you can be physically prepared, mm -hmm. but do you think the mental strength 
Yeah, I feel important. like fighting is more mentally taxing than physically taxing. Okay, I mean, I mean if you can share. As in like physically you can prepare for you know all sorts of situations, yeah. you know, you can you can get stronger, uh, do a good SNC program, yeah. better cardio, run more, sprint more. Yeah. Yeah, the mental aspect I feel like is a part that has often been been overlooked. Okay. And people athletes don't talk much about that also I feel. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I started reading a lot on sports psychology after my last loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, for for my last fight, uh, the before I went into the cage, the prep was a bit different. Okay. Actually, I did a bit of meditation right before the fight, and uh, my corner man, they were telling me like some of the fighters were walking past me, like looking at me, what is this girl doing? <laughs> like meditating right before the fight. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, and I do a bit of stretching also to okay. just like calm my nerves and let my body feel loose and easy. Yeah. Okay. So you're a calm. Mm. So you're you're the calm before yeah. the storm person, or because some people are rah rah. Yeah, I know. Like I guess it depends on your personality okay. type also. For okay. me, I like to stay calm. Like okay. I don't like to get too like psyched up right before a fight. Like, okay. I'll leave it for like in the cage. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Female fighters. Mm -hmm. um, what's the stigma about female fighters? Is, is, is there still stigma going around that uh, females shouldn't be fighting and stuff like that? Yeah, but I would say it's been uh, improving over the years because okay. like, there are more female fighters. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, back then when I first started, uh, when I first started Muay Thai and boxing, I would say that. Uh, there weren't a lot of girls doing mm -hmm. uh, com competing okay. uh, in combat sports. Okay. So I guess the uh, common stigma is like tomboy, mm -hmm. you know, like girls shouldn't be fighting mm -hmm. and uh, lesbian. I guess like, I get a lot of people <laughs> asking me about lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a few like uh, stereotypes. Okay. Say. Yeah. Stereotypes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it has been changing now. Like there's you, you see a lot of girls. Uh, a lot of female boxer, yeah, the amateur female boxing scene mm. is like, yeah, it's growing. So I remember when I was doing amateur boxing, it was hard to get me a fight. Okay. Yeah. Now it's like I think there's an upcoming full female boxing fight card oh, for, for amateur boxing. Cool. So yeah, okay. over like five years, it has grown so much. So okay. I'm really happy to see that it's growing and more females. Okay. You know they are taking this up and doing it competitively. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I'm. I mean, I'm okay, looking at like MMA, right? One at one championship, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, has it got to do with um, UFC, for example, right? I mean, it started from the. I mean. Yeah, for sure. UFC did a, a pretty good job at promoting the sports mm -hmm. in Asia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for as for female fighters, mm -hmm. as it because if I mean I'm, I remember this um, UFC right? I mean uh, Dana White didn't want I mean didn't yeah, yeah, right back then, back yeah. then he didn't yeah. think that women can be yeah. in a fight and then but Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey yeah right around and yeah. everyone loved to watch her fight. Yeah. You know, she she walks the talk. Yeah, yeah correct. So I mean that does it have a bit of influence why women are slightly I mean in your opinion lah mm -hmm. that women yeah, are slightly like she she. She played a really big role mm. in helping women MMA grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of like showed the world that you know, yeah, we can be on the uh, on a big stage and yeah, and still perform yeah. in that sense, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, how? I don't know. I mean, how do you feel to be? I mean, in a way, right? You're kind mm -hmm. of like one of the few pioneers mm -hmm. for the uh, women MMA, mm -hmm. right? How does that feel on you? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean. Mm -hmm. People do, I mean, I'm sure people do look up to you as a role model in mm -hmm. that sense, right? Because you're one of the pioneer, pioneer. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how do you yeah, feel? For me, uh, yeah, for me, yeah, sometimes I have people coming to me telling me that, you know, I inspire them and all. So it's really mm -hmm. nice knowing that. Yeah. Uh, 
and I'm really glad that you know throughout uh, while I'm pursuing my dream, my journey, I on my like on the way I inspire people mm-hmm. to you know maybe take up the sports and yeah, it's nice knowing that. So, uh, sorry, what's your question? <laughs> As in, um, okay, um, okay, I, I will uh, tell it. I, I mean, I will change it a bit mm-hmm. in the sense that. Um, how do you uh, how do you feel as I mean, what would you want to impart um, as a, a one of the pioneers or one of the role models mm-hmm. for uh, in Asia for female fighter mm-hmm. to other younger or, or upcoming fighters that inspire to to be to in the cage up. Mm, uh, okay. to take up anime? Uh, I was, yeah. So I guess my first advice is. Uh, it's a tough sport, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta be mentally prepared for that. Yeah, because okay. it's not like other other prof- profession, I would say. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's no like fixed guideline. It's not like you know, I win this fight, I'll get to point yeah. B. It's like it's a wild ride. Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's no like there's a no there's no fixed guide on how everyone's journey is different yeah. in mixed martial arts. So I guess you got to be mentally prepared for that. Like it's kind of like a wild card. Okay. You know, anything can happen after you might after the fight. You might win the fight, but you might get injured and you're out for a few months. Mm. So, yeah, it's a wild card. So be mentally prepared for that. Okay. And uh, I guess you have to know what your end goal is. That has that's been really. It kind of like keeps me focused, having an end goal, knowing mm-hmm. uh, like uh, along the way you still have a lot of obstacles and. Yeah. But having an end goal helps you to stay focused. Yeah. Okay, so talking about that, right? So, what are your plans for the next two to three years? Uh, I plan to keep uh, competing in MMA. See, I'll see what comes along. See what uh, one championship offers. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, get another shot at the title. Okay. Yeah. So I see myself competing in MMA for the next, at uh, five to six years as long as I'm injury free. Okay. I mean, yeah. don't don't mind me asking. How how old are you? I'm twenty twenty nine this year. Okay. Yeah, cool. just then twenty nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I see myself fighting until like my mid thirties. Okay. Yeah. And even after I stop fighting, uh, I plan to pursue uh, grappling more. Okay. So more of professional grappling. Okay. Yeah, jiu-jitsu tournaments and all. Ah, yeah. okay. So it's less of... Physically taxing. Okay. Yeah, because it's more like just uh, submission. So mm-hmm. you're not getting punched in the face and all. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in my 30s and still getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you've, you've, really, you've really planned it out in a sense. Mm-hmm. See, because you mentioned... You s- you see the end goal because mm-hmm. you I mean sitting now talking to you I mean I realize that you have really planned it out in the sense mm-hmm. that you know what you want to do and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So yeah, I have a rough idea like what I want to go next. Yeah. Okay. Um. Has has it? I mean has I mean so far you you mentioned you're lucky mm-hmm. uh, that everything is in in place. But have mm-hmm. you ever um met uh, like for example a roadblock or, s- or speed bump that's so so di- so hard to overcome. Mm. To reach your end goal, so far it's been quite. Uh, yeah, I would say it's been quite smooth sailing. Like okay. Besides than injuries, I mean mm. injuries is like part and parcel of a fighter's journey. True. I feel, yeah, it's not something that is within your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I'm really thankful that I don't really have any like serious injuries. I know our fighters, you know, they they bust their knee in a okay. fight, and the whole like the whole rehab is like because there's not much support. Also, I would say okay. for. For like funding all this uh, rehab and injuries, oh, yeah. Okay. You you mean for for fighters in general? Cause, okay. Uh, that's like your profession. Yeah. So even if you have an insurance, because it's a profession, you can't claim it uh, for your insurance. So then what? As in then, how do they? Uh, usually they are, they have to pay for for their own. Yeah. Or okay. if you're lucky, 
if you fight for a good organization, mm. they might uh, they will pay for if it, if the injury is sustained during the fight, mm -hmm. they they will uh, pay for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really lucky. Like for my last loss, uh, yeah, I was badly injured. Like thankfully, one championship they really take good care of the mm -hmm. athletes. Okay. Yeah, so they they paid for all the medical bills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask you. Okay, if you're not fighting, right? You're doing mm -hmm. this. Uh, you're a fighter full time, right? In uh, a sense, or is there some? Of, yeah, but I still teach. Okay. Yeah, I teach like heat class, heat classes, yoga classes. Okay. Where uh, where where do you have these classes? Uh, at few assembly. Okay. Just a uh, strength and conditioning gym. Uh, it's at Cup. Is it yeah, it's near to Clark King. Okay, cool. Yeah, and a few other like studios. Yeah, more like freelancing. Yeah. Okay. So, mm -hmm. okay. Um, how how much do you train? Okay, let's say okay, let's say if you like for example this fight right mm -hmm. um was one year. Um, yeah, it was uh, about, about about a year, about ten eight to ten months. So do you train every day? Yeah, for I that? try to. Okay. Like, uh, after that the last I was out for a bit. Like, I didn't mm. train at all for right. like, a good two three months. Yeah, so when I started training, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'm just used to the the the, the ritual, the routine. Yeah, okay. so usually I'll train every day, and uh, depending if I'm on or off season. Okay. So let's say if I'm preparing for a fight, uh, I'll train uh, minimum twice a day. Okay. Sometimes up to three, three times. times. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because okay. there'll be like different aspect of the training for for mixed martial arts mm -hmm. especially, like there'll be strength conditioning, there'll be uh, grappling, mm -hmm. or striking. Yeah. yeah, so there's like different components that you have to be well-rounded for mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah. And during your off-season, you do uh, side hustles or? Yeah, during my off-season, I'll take up more, I'll teach more classes and okay. uh, usually I'll train like once or twice a day, depending okay. on my schedule, like it will be more relaxed. Okay. Yeah, I'll still train but not as intensely. Yeah. Okay, I mean if, okay, if someone wants to pick it up like an like a, a mm -hmm. upcoming, I mean, because everyone needs to uh, make ends meet in that sense, yeah, right? Yeah. So, what would your advice be for them in that sense? Uh, like, I would say don't just like jump into it, mm -hmm. you know, directly. Like, you can still have a full time job and still train. Okay. Because the the good thing about being in Singapore is most of the uh, training is in the evening okay. after working hours. Of course, it'll be tiring. You know, after a day of work, you still have to go to yeah. the gym. But I mean, if you really want to pursue that. Uh, that's one of the one of the sacrifices you have to make. Okay. Yeah. So you can still have a full time job and you know still train in the evening and maybe for a start progress as an amateur fighter and mm -hmm. see how how much you like fighting. Okay. Instead of you know just hopping straight into professional and okay. quitting a job and not not, <laughs> not being sure that if I like this that much and okay. you know yeah so like take it step by step and if you feel like oh um you really like this and you think that you can uh, do well in this mm -hmm. yeah maybe. Maybe convert to part time or something. Yeah. Okay. So how? Okay. How was your progression to that? Yeah. Uh, so when I first started competing as an amateur, I was still working full time. Okay. With uh, A star and NUS. Yep, yeah. But I was really lucky. My uh, my professor, she was uh, really flexible with okay. my working schedule. So, mm -hmm. uh, I started work earlier. So I start like. I think I started work around seven a.m. Okay. But I I skip lunch and everything, so I end work around two three p.m. usually. Okay. Yeah, so I get to rest a bit before my evening ses session, mm -hmm. my evening training starts. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I was really lucky okay. that uh, she was understanding. Yeah. Okay. So that was your uh, that was your amateur uh, yeah, part of amateur it. Days. So how do you yeah. jump? Um, how do you go from your amateur to your to your professional? It, did you go straight to? Um, did you sign on straight with one? Oh no, I didn't. Okay. So uh, after competing in uh, amateur boxing, mm -hmm. I fought for a few smaller MMA organizations. Okay. Uh, it was professional, but uh, uh, I would say 
the level of comp- competition isn't as high as okay. one championship. Okay. Yeah, so I was I fought for Full Metal Dojo, is a MMA organization based in Thailand. Oh, okay. And Singapore Fighting Championship, yeah, based in Singapore. Okay. Yeah, so I had uh, I think I had two fights. Was it two? Yeah, two fights under Singapore Fighting Championship. Okay. And one MMA fight under Full Metal Dojo. Okay. And then after that, I sang it. My fourth fight was with uh, onwards was with one championship. Okay. Yeah. So were you, were you talent scouted or your? Uh, so you after an agent or okay. Uh, after my second fight, mm-hmm. uh, one championship contacted my coach back then. Okay. Saying that they are interested to sign me. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I rejected the first time because okay. so, I felt like I wasn't ready. Because okay. I, f- I felt really raw as an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I feel like I was still exploring and wasn't sure if I wanted to commit to it hundred percent yet. Okay. I was still kind of like in between amateur boxing and uh, MMA. Okay, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So after my third third fight, I after I won, they contacted my coach again. Okay. So I knew that they were really keen on signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, maybe I should take a leap of faith and see where it leads me to. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's a, yeah. that's an interesting journey. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because you're right. I mean, uh, it's it's. I mean, it's always good to explore first, right? Because mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. What what? Yeah, like see what fits you and like. like sometimes you do have to rush into making a decision. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's wise advice. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very wise advice. Okay, we're gonna get into some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's fun. I think it's fun. Okay, <clears throat> but a few things that I wanted to ask you. Um, okay. Um, a bit about um, what what is your why? As in, you know, you have an end goal, right? I mm-hmm. mean, is that your why, or how? I mean, does it ever get tiring for you to wake up every day? Yeah, it is super tiring. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Okay. So as I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my god, am I doing this? <laughs> why am I torturing myself? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. like, we're very mm. keen to know like, what is your why? What what keeps you getting up in the morning, doing thing, doing the things that you do every uh, day? Yeah, it sucks doing it. Like the whole the training, the dieting. Mm. Yeah, it sucks to diet. It's so bad. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I just can't help dreaming the same dream. Like at the end of the day, when I step in the cage, I know that this is what I enjoy doing. Like mm. it's my passion. So I get. I guess that keeps me going. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, th- to be great at something, you have to sacrifice. Yeah, like I feel like to do like no matter how much you like uh, doing anything, mm-hmm. be it a profession, it's like you have to do things that you don't like to get to what you want to. You know, it's okay. like you have to. Those I guess are the sacrifices you have to make. Mm-hmm. Like it might be things that you really absolutely hate, but you need to do it so that you can get to your end goal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But how do you get through a bad day? I know I've asked you this before. Mm-hmm. As in, what is your um, your ritual or your routine to get through a bad day? Mm. Do you do you have that? that yeah, of course. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I just keep reminding myself what what I'm doing this okay. for. It helps me to stay focused and telling myself that yeah, it's just a bad day. You know, it's not it's not a bad life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a bad day. It's just a bad day. It's yeah. not a bad life. Yeah, I mean everyone. I, yeah, I'm sure everybody has a has a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, but just yeah, like just treat it as one of those days and move on. Yeah. Okay. One more. I mean, have you? I mean, do, do you ever have had like bad like um, feedback or like negative from? Oh, a lot. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. As in from 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 
outside from... yeah like most of them they are people that I don't really know like okay. just random comments okay. on like my page or my Instagram okay like, what do they actually say or what they actually uh, I mean? like the, they will say like oh you didn't win that fight like you didn't perform well okay. that kind of thing okay. yeah but I guess I could see why like because like I said it's mixed martial arts mm -hmm. you know so let's say if you're more of a grappler you'll like maybe view the fight in a different way yeah. if you're more of a striker you might view the fight right. in a different way so yeah. And not everyone understands the judging cri criteria for MMA fight. Yeah. So I see where they are coming from. So mm -hmm. I just take it with a pinch of salt and like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and just move on, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay, cool. Okay. Okay, we're gonna go into something um a bit um fun lah. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna find okay. it fun. Okay. Um is there anyone that you look up to? Your role model or mm, yeah, a lot. Um my coaches and teammates, like, okay. they inspire me a lot. Okay. Yeah, and I guess in the field of mixed martial arts, uh, um, Ronda Rousey, she's one of the pioneers. Mm -hmm. uh, and let me think, uh, Rose Namayunes, one okay. of the UFC oh, okay. fighters. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, a, she's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And yeah, yeah these few people. Okay. Um, you you mentioned you okay so okay so we're going to tap a bit about your um, um, training in a mm -hmm. sense right so you do do you go through like different uh, gyms and stuff to actually grow as a player or do you just stick to I mean I'm sure you have more than one mm -hmm. do you so uh, for strength and conditioning uh, my last for my last five I've been working with uh, Gerard Black Cat Movement. Okay. Yeah, so he was with Strength Avenue previously, but uh, I think he left to adventure on his own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and for my uh, martial arts training, I'm mostly based at Team Highlight Reel. Okay. Yeah, uh, my head coach is uh, Major Overall. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes I do train at other gyms, like, okay. just for sparring, you know, mm -hmm. get more sparring partners, have a few of different styles. Okay. Yeah, but mainly I train with uh, Black Cat Movement and uh, at Team Highlight Room. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a uh, kind of a collaborative kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay. uh, he happens, my SNC coach, he happens to train at Highlight Room uh, too. He okay. does jiu-jitsu there. Okay. Yeah, so it's a good thing that um, it's a small community mm. and we all train together. So he gets to see how my uh, martial arts training is like. Yeah. So like he, do he doesn't like overtrain me for my strength conditioning because cool. the main thing is still the martial arts training. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alright, um, what's, okay, this is the a bit more fun, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's something uh, that people don't know about you that you're really proud of? Uh, I can bake. <laughs> you can bake? Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, how Actually, I enjoy baking and cooking okay. a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but and a lot of people are surprised because like, what? In fact, you can pick. I was like, yeah, it's not mutually exclusive. Uh, yeah, is it? Why? Why yeah. do like, people have that like that stereotype? Yeah, yeah, it's so weird, right? Yeah. As in, cooking doesn't have anything to do with exactly, whether you. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. cool. So you can cook. Yeah. One day you you cook for us, lah. <laughs> Actually, I just baked yesterday oh. and bring it. Yeah, okay. Some brownies. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your most humbling experience? Mm, most humbling experience, like fight experience, or just anything in general. In general, in general. Um, let me think. Uh, I guess I would say traveling. Yeah, because before I started uh, pursuing 
fighting like professionally mm -hmm. I, I used to travel a lot backpacking okay yeah, yeah. so I traveled to like different parts of Europe uh, Southeast Asia mm -hmm. yeah and I would say that yeah uh, traveling is a really humbling experience uh, okay. you get to meet people from all walks of life yeah and yeah, it, it opens opens up your perspective a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really true. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Um, what is your definition of legacy? Your own, your very own definition of legacy. What do you want to leave behind? Of my own legacy. Mm -hmm. Your own legacy. Um, I guess when I look back to my fighting career and all, like when pe people people look back mm -hmm. or look into my biography or my profile, I hope they. Yeah, they see me as a as a fighter who never gave up. Like no matter how hard the challenge is, like yeah, even when you know the odds are against me, mm -hmm. uh, I hope they see me as a fighter who fought her way through and never gave up de uh, despite a bad, uh, adversity. Yeah. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, don't mind me asking. Ha uh, have you ever encountered where the odds are against you? The all the fights. Uh, I would say my last fight. Mm -hmm. So, cause she's uh, she's known as a uh, eight times world grappling yeah. champion. Yeah. So it was really funny. There was this poll on Instagram, Insta okay. story, yeah. and they actually tagged me. Okay. <laughs> so it was like Michelle Nicolini versus Tiffany Kim. Okay. Who you got? And I was like, uh, only nineteen percent voted for me. Okay. And I I was looking at the poll right before the fight. Okay. I was like, what? Like only nineteen percent. Okay. Yeah, but it kind of like fired me more to like I felt like I had a lot to prove. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the yeah, like okay. knowing that I'm the underdog for the fight. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The truth. Uh, three truths or lessons mm. that you want to leave behind. Um, should should this be like like your before your last day? Mm. Three lessons. Yeah. Um, I guess the first one would be like learning from losses. Okay. Like yeah, it sucks to lose. Nobody like to lose. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's something that you have to go through to to learn. Yeah. yeah. Be it fights or be it like you know in during your lifetime. Yeah, for sure you'll come across obstacles, yeah. but just see them as like um, stepping stone to your end goal instead of like. A challenge that you can't overcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like no matter how hard things get, I feel like eventually you'll blow over. Mm -hmm. You know, just you know, ride through it and see where it leads you to. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, three. So the second one. Enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like things. Yeah, the journey is just more enjoyable when you do things you enjoy yeah. and. Uh, you learn. You learn a lot along the way. Yeah. yeah. And the last one, uh, I guess, keep your, uh, keep your circle small. <laughs> keep your circle small. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Why did yeah. you say that? I don't know. Like I, I say, from my last loss, I've uh, I see a lot of uh, true colors. <laughs> like people, you think that who are your friends, they are actually not. They are just there for the highs, not the lows. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of the lessons I learned from my last loss. I learned okay. who my true friends are. Okay. Yeah, who who will always be there for me no mm. matter I win or lose. Mm. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I learned a lot from that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess know who your who your true friends are. You okay. Know, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tap that a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. How how important is support? Because you mentioned that, right? How important is your support? Uh, it's very important. Okay. So, yeah, it might be a bit counterintuitive because mm -hmm. fighting is like. It's like only you, you go into the cage yourself, you're mm -hmm. by yourself and you're in the cage. But the whole fight preparation, you know, I can't, I can't spar with myself, mm -hmm. I can't train by myself. Yeah. I need a partner, yeah. I need training partners to help me. And 
yeah, it's really ha uh, it's very important to have a strong support group for fighters. Okay. Like a group that uh, you can trust. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There are five seconds, five questions. Okay. okay? Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, I want to read people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to read people's minds. Okay, it's interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm a side major. They didn't teach me that. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, okay, um, craziest thing you'd like to do? Craziest thing I would like to do? Uh, uh, that's hard. Craziest thing I'd like to do? First thing that popped out in your mind? Uh, bungee jumping. Bungee jumping, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Um, favorite food? You love to eat, right? What's yeah, your favorite food? Many, right? <laughs> uh, Just one, one, one if you had one. Maybe donuts. Donuts? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but can you have donuts though? You're yeah, off yeah, season, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm oh, off season. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, uh, what do you think is your spirit animal? Uh, wolves. Wolves? Yeah. Okay, mm, cool. Okay, if there were ever to be a zombie apocalypse, uh -huh. what would be your weapon of choice? Uh, Maybe she would say me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, you know? yeah, but they don't die, right? Yeah, so having a gun is not helpful. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, probably me. <laughs> Find a way to kill them. Oh my god, yeah, because you're super, <laughs> super humor yourself. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, uh, Tiffany. I hope you had fun. Yeah. Okay, so where can we find you? Where can we support you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My okay. Instagram handle is uh, Tiffany MMA. Okay. Uh, I'm on Facebook too, uh, okay. Tiffany Teo. Okay. Yeah. So mainly these two, uh, okay. these two platforms cool. to look out for okay. news, events, or anything I'm up to. So for now, I'll just be focusing more on Jiu Jitsu, okay. and uh, I'll see what's next for one championship. Hopefully, fight maybe sometime early or mid next year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So this is not. I mean, all the other um, the Jiu Jitsu and wrestling, mm -hmm. they all under your own yeah, it's all own time. Uh, yeah, my own time. Okay, cool. Because I like to stay active you know, like mm. not competing in anime. It also keeps you, uh, your skills. Yeah, you know, like okay. you can, so you have something to work towards too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sabine. You're quite an inspiration. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. High five. Thanks. <laughs>